Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and joining me for yet another pre-draft episode is one Mr. Brian E. Roach. And Brian, man, we're getting hot and heavy into this, about two weeks away from the NFL draft, and we're trying to hammer out some of the different draft targets, but it really seems like the Steelers might be zeroing in on one specific. But it's good to have you back, back-to-back this time. And... uh we're Very exciting to this man. Yeah, uh, what what are you thinking, man? Uh, how, how are things going? I I'm very happy because I found my sarcasm side. There you go. That's what <laughs> we, that's what we needed was more fresh. That's all I need. You know, you know what's one thing we will not tolerate on this show? Stale sarcasm. Stale sarcasm. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh geez, I got to remember the 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 fresh sarcasm side. Fresh. Fresh. I had a boss. He used to he used to talk like that. I don't know if he watched too many cooking shows or what his problem was, but he would be talking about cooking. He'd be talking about things like he'd just go buy at the grocery store. Not any fancy butcher or anything like that. And it, it was always fresh. And then it was like, you wonder where I get some of the bad things that I say. It's my mom. How I ended up an English major. And it's kind of funny because I deprogrammed myself from saying like yins for so long and stuff like that. Worsh and major and all the yins are talk. Because no. they said everything wrong, it was like no the proper English. I don't do I don't do the Queen's English. Just got to have like a little bit of proper English, and then like I just screw up. And then you got the guy that's like uh, mozzarella. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Mozzarella, uh, mozzarella, prosciutto. I'm <laughs> just like oh come on, you know. I'm gonna leave letters out. Yeah, it is scarred me for life, but. Um, I wanted to ca- I wanted to catch up with something from the last episode real quick, and I think there was some other new. Oh yeah, the Browns are <laughs> poverty franchise, no longer First Energy Stadium. <laughs> I I I can't help myself, man. I I really can't. I had to. That was just that made my day. Um. So, anyways, I, I, I haven't been paying attention. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. They lost. They uh, <laughs> sponsorship is gone. It's no longer first oh, energy. Really? So it's back to being oh. Cleveland Brown Stadium. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, they- you know what? That's good that you say that because I didn't complete the thought. Not everybody is on top of it. That's why they tune in and, and watch us. That's you know what I mean. So I got to inform the people. Look, I know Charles thinks that I pay a lot of attention to the Browns, but. I don't pay any attention to the Browns, nor whatever is going on with the Browns. I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I got to find where I found that. I was doing the mock draft simulator earlier, right? You want to yes. blow, blow a Clevelander's mind. Yeah, you saw it. I saw you were laughing. You got the laughing thing on here. Um, I'm going to see if or if mayhaps. Let's see. How do I? I got I to gotta pull this up on the big screen somehow. So. Yeah just to, just to show oh, the this. uh was this but was this pff yeah this was but this oh, was pro football sense. this was pro football network and i have it on oh, my okay. screen i'm just trying to see if there's a way i could get it up i didn't have this set up in advance but this is for this is for the masses uh quite like uh black sabbath so let me see here i don't think i'm going to be able to get it but um regard uh, irregardless which isn't a word by the way that's some more no. of the yenzer speak um 
the trade that was offered to me, and this was for the Steelers' first round pick, 17, and then pick 241. And that must be in the seventh round because they've got they've got nothing else. But you ain't got no seventh round picks, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> so um the Cleveland Browns pop into my chat window, right? And they offer me basically everything they have left. <laughs> and for for the remainder of I don't even know how many years. And oh man, I still I can't I still can't get it all the way up. Uh, you know, that's well, uh, that sounds, sounds like, like a personal, personal problem. problem. Yes. Yes. I was putting it there. So you see they want to give me pick 74 and also um pick uh 98 and let's and then see. the next two years twos and nick chubb and nick chubb yes um it's just fantastic and i said i would do this trade just on the condition now i got it but it's too small like everything's not cooperating with me right now but pick 74 which is third round 98's got to be fourth round or an end of third round somewhere in that neighborhood yep. nick chubb a 2024 second rounder and third rounder so four picks for 17 to 241 plus nick chubb like i would do that just to screw their franchise i don't think they have a first rounder next year already still from the watson I trade i'm just telling you i wouldn't i wouldn't do that trade why because you don't like the browns you're afraid of who they'd get at no. 17. no i it's i don't consider it value enough i don't want it, i don't want it Ooh, they don't need yeah they don't need nick chubb but uh, yeah I don't, I don't need nick chubb why are you would, offering me nick chubb and it would help nick chubb. yeah but you know what i don't know what his dead money looks like but i just thought that would be kind of that would be funny though and uh, just because I'm that kind of guy, and we have it all is kind an of amusing things. offer, but I don't, I don't want it. It's very amusing. His dead money right now. Well, it's ten for this year, and then uh, maybe four for next year. So his cap number is Steelers will pay him four million in each of the next two seasons <laughs> to back up Najee Harris. Oh man. Well, yeah. <laughs> here's the other bit. Like, like the the only problem I have with Pro Football Network simulators, you can't touch 2025 picks. Oh. The only picks you can trade are 2024. Oh my! So because I I would take that deal if they gave me their 2025 first rounder, and then I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, really, really handicap them, saddlebag them. Well, the other thing was, um, I'm sure you heard this. It came from Jeremy Fowler. I'm not sure anybody else that reported it uh, a little while ago was. Remember the Bengals signed Orlando Brown this off season, Kansas yeah. City for whatever reason, <laughs> and a lot of other teams. He kind of sat out there longer than anyone would have imagined for being a, what is believed a premier left tackle. He off on good, still good player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, oh, very but, good player. Yeah. But for his pay rate, you know, and, and I, I wasn't in. He wants you, to be, he wants to be a left tackle. He wants to be paid as a left tackle. Yes. Do you believe for a minute though, that the Steelers were realistically in on Orlando Brown? Because I've just seen so much of that noise over the last day or two now. And we just talked about the offensive lineman. So that, that automatically means the Steelers are drafting a, an offensive, uh, a, a left tackle, an offensive tackle in the first round because they were in on Orlando Brown. No, they would have signed someone else, would they have not? Or pursued. This is, or, this is, this is what in, or... this is what in on Orlando Brown means, right? This is what it means. Hello, Orlando Brown's agent. You take 10 bucks. No. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah it's <laughs> hey hey we noticed we noticed you know this is still sitting here it's like one of those ebay auctions facebook marketplace somebody's got something that's overpriced 
And, and do you not do you not think it would be an upgraded tackle? Yes, it would mm -hmm. at one of the positions. But clearly, they were not going to overpay. Did that? Do I think they actually made a, a substantial offer or were considering a substantial a substantial offer? I'm sure if they thought they were going to go in, it would have been a number that was closer to, you know, twenty bucks as opposed to ten bucks. But I mean, you know, it 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 wasn't going to be at the top end. It was probably going to be a decent offer. And he would have had to want to take it. And they probably weren't going to guarantee that he could play left tackle. Did the Steelers have $16 million a year to have put Orlando, fit Orlando Brown into this? I know the probably cap is not. a myth and everything else like that. I'm but sure I, they that's, could have figured it out. But, that's where you know, I don't. Probably not. I mean, but doesn't guarantee that that um, if they wanted to upgrade more, they would have at least signed a veteran right now. Like they just did Suomalu and Brian and Herbig over, yeah. over Dotson. <laughs> and I'm only defending more as much as I've said. From the bye week, he played better, etc. He was a higher rated, yada yada, still younger, whatever. But it's not to say they won't upgrade from him. But I'm not using Orlando Brown as the metric to say that this is a lock or a guarantee or anything of that nature. Oh no, there. not at all. In the, in I, that, yeah, yeah. Look, and that brings me to another point. And I know that I should be saving this for the mock the mock drafts show. But Mel Kuyper's an idiot. Oh, he's <laughs> he's not the only one. Um, I know, but he's a moron. Oh geez, was it just uh oh was it wasn't Charles Davis or or Bucky Brooks or Charles Davis has yes. him taking somebody like what Deontay Banks or no he no, no. an edge rusher? Yes, because he's um, also an idiot. Uh Nolan Smith actually out of Georgia, uh, because and here it is. See, I'm actually prepared for this one, buddy. Uh, Alex Highsmith just avoided a uh, enjoyed a breakout year for the Steelers with 14 and a half sacks, but he's in the final year of his rookie deal. Edge rushers are the motor that drives Pittsburgh defense. So let's replace him with a completely unproven commodity. That's a rookie that uh, they're going to use their first round pick for a guy. That's not going to start this year or so they could devalue the other guy. That just had 14 and a half sacks. Hell no. You're going to, if anything, Orlando Brown's money that might've been earmarked there in this pick this, no, this is all going to Alex Highsmith. Uh, they're going to try and get an extension done. I, I oh, believe this training camp. It's, it's not so like the I. Steelers to pay just one edge rusher if they're worth it. They even tagged Bud Dupree. It's just the yep. fact that they, the cap went down and there was nothing they could do. They lost a lot because of the COVID year. So that, that leads us into this whole front seven topic that we got going on today because we're going to be talking about the importance of those uh, the the linebackers in the defensive line in the Steelers yep. we'll just say three four we know it fluctuates this that and the other thing but it's your edge rushers I don't think edge rusher is a high priority for the Steelers in this draft in fact I expect them to be signing Bud Dupree anytime during or right after the draft or anything that doesn't muddle with the compensatory formula I think Dupree I think it's a match made in Pittsburgh I think he's coming. And I, I still, right now, I still think they're in a better place than they were last year with this. And they had to trade for Malik Reed and whatever. And everyone just thought, well, Jameer Jones, he was cut. So that means a move at this position. And it's like that first round pick, that's going to be somebody that's going to be starting. And that could be an offensive tackle, somebody that's an upgrade over Dan Moore. That's a spot. But we talked about this. Me and Flash will be talking about the swagger with the DBs and that. Like there's, there's areas there in the secondary that look like, wow, whoever gets drafted, they're going to play right away, but let's not kid ourselves. Okay. Even though I'm down on edge rusher, that could be like third round pick, fourth round pick. Maybe they pick up another kind of Alex Highsmith guy or somebody that's in for depth, but 
Inside linebacker has been a bugaboo for a long while. Cam Hayward on your defensive line is getting longer in the tooth. Larry Okunjobi, yeah, he was signed for three years. He's 28 right now. End of his contract, he'll be in his 30s. Do you know if DeMarvin Leal or Isaac, uh, Isaac, Isaiah, Loudermilk are dudes? And they just signed. We talked about Armani Watts, and he, he had some starts, but he's really just Montrevious Adams 2.0. They're basically the same kind of guys, plucked from another yeah. practice squad and thrown into action that you could – significantly upgrade from and there are guys in this draft that could go right in there and get some significant amount of reps and spell cam and make sure larry isn't just practicing once a week if he gets that in etc etc so i'm really getting my horses in even though i like db picks and i think they're position flexible i think defensive line it could very well surprise a lot of people it's not always the sexiest pick either but i do i i would i would depending on some of the names that are here, obviously, Brian, I would not be upset with, let's say, a defensive tackle, defensive end kind of hybrid guy with pick 17. I Let me say it this way. I don't, like, I would never be upset. I'm not going to be upset, mm -hmm. depending on the name that gets picked. Some of the names that they've been floating around at 17, no. Um, I, I actually don't think that they'll pick a defensive lineman at 17. I think it's unlikely they pick a defensive lineman at 17. But if somebody falls that they think is value and the other positions where they may have been more targeting are gone or not providing the same value, you know, look, Paris Johnson's gone. Broderick Jones is gone. Exactly. Porter, Porter's gone. Uh, Witherspoon's gone. Gonzalez is gone. That's five guys. Those five guys are all gone, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there a value pick at 17 for a tackle or a cornerback anymore? Probably not. No. Right? And probably whoever you were going to take at 17 might be around at 32. And even if they're not, even if they even if you know one of the other teams picks that guy, there's going to be a equitable type guy left, right? Probably not Deontay Banks and Cam Smith are going to both go. Probably not Anton Harris and Dewan Jones and a couple other people, although there's reports about Dewan Jones, whether he's actually interested in playing football, who knows? Um, and I, oh, man, you know, I didn't hear that one. That, that, that could throw a rail linchpin into everything. Yeah. There, there was some, somebody was like, the Steelers are not happy with Dewan Jones because he didn't do anything at his pro day. And I think they were a little ticked about that. Um, but be that as it may still, if he's around there at 32, you still might go ahead and take a swing at him if the interview process has made you feel comfortable with the fact that he's going to be all in, you don't want another uh, Mike Adams kind of guy. Um. <laughs> it's funny that you just mentioned that. Cause I was thinking not only his size, like what if he just comes in yeah. and he's a slob or something, they had problems exactly. with, the, with the fitness in, in um, you know, out of shapeness of unless rounds of shape, Kevin Dotson. So he shows up and I, and I defended him. I'm like, well, dude's been hurt. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, you're a professional. You got to take care of your business. You got to, you got to look and act the part here. And if this guy's already disinterested, it's like red flags are flying everywhere. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that, and that gets you to the defensive line part too. Cause it, obviously what Cody Mach, Matthew Bergeron, uh, there's a few other guys that are there that could be in and those. They are all going to be second round kind of picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, somebody had Cody Mach going like in the first round high in one uh, of their mock drafts. I was like, 
But that was like the most, that was clearly a broken mock draft. It was the worst mock draft I ever saw. Anyway. There, there's quite a few of those. Like there's players that are going all over the place. Like Gonzalez almost fell. He fell to like 16, I think, in one of the ones I ran. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're dealing with, with the big boards. Different people have different ideas of different needs for teams and, and stuff of that nature. And that brings a good point about the character things, off-field things. Uh, to some people, maybe not a big deal, but uh, Jalen Carter. If he were there, I, I don't think you, he slides that far. There's no way he's going to slide to 17. It's uh -huh. just not possible. He's too good, right? But if he did, if he slid to 15, trade up and get him. I mean, if he slid that far, uh, you again, this is like, it's like if Paris Johnson is there or Broderick Jones is there. And, and I will tell you again, I'm going to say this again. If everybody else is gone and Jackson Smith and Jigba is there, you run your butt up to the podium and take the guy. Yeah. Um, if Jalen Carter happens to fall to 17, I will run naked through my neighborhood <laughs> in joy and happiness if the Steelers pick him. All right, so there's two two parts of this. If he falls to 17 and the Steelers take him, that's the only way I'm getting naked. <laughs> well, it's good that you never made those bets when it was like, well, if Miles Jack falls out of the first round or DK Metcalf falls out of the first round or, uh, you know, Jordan Davis slid pretty far last year too. So you never say never with some of these, but uh, no, that's that the very first one. Jalen Carter's not falling. Yeah. The one I see all over the place is Kalijah Cansey out of pit. And I just don't think I want to do that. Well, at all or just at 17? Just at 17. Yeah, if he's yeah, around yeah. 32, I'd consider it. If he's around later in the draft, I'd consider it. Well, um, let's, let's put it this way. I don't expect Paris Johnson, Jalen Carter. I don't even expect Smith and Jigba to be there at 17. Neither I, do I. But if for some, uh, Witherspoon, but if for some forsaken reason, I, I'm thinking like there's a handful of guys where it's like, okay, this is corner Gonzalez Porter jr. Yeah. Or um, I think Broderick Jones is in that category too, uh, for an offensive tackle. That's why we say it's like, you know, very position flexible, but you know, now that's the reason why you're like, okay, well not worried about Kalijah can't see because you know what? And maybe a lot of other teams aren't either. And he's there at 32 or 49 or something like that. And you can still get your defensive lineman and, uh, the other one I see a lot is Brian Breezy. Yeah. yeah, Breezy. And, like, I'm not against that pick, right? If if the, if it's there, like, I don't think he's there at 32, right? Yeah. But maybe anything is – I just – you know, if everything falls the wrong way, maybe. At the, I'm thinking about the size of some of these guys, too. Who needs to maybe lose a little weight? Who needs to drop a little bit of weight with the way the Steelers use their, you know, hybrid guys? They got to be guys that could uh, can be capable of playing all along the line. You just, it, it, they're not, yeah. they're not going after Big Snack. Like, I wish people would get away no. from this. Big Snack is that, that's Sakai, whatever his name from, the, I mean, if he, he, remember, remember early mock drafts, he was the guy. He was the guy at 17. Oh, Sakai, if he's, but, like now he's in the third round. <laughs> it's it, well, it's the same thing. Like when I said the other, uh, maybe I didn't say this. I published this on steel city underground and it was the, uh, Steelers and bears have had talks about pick number nine. And it was right after we went through that whole draft chart and they, here's the teams that can maybe go 
uh, move up with. And they're still like seven and eight. If you're talking about the Raiders or Falcons, when it comes to the draft value charts and this thing that really isn't used, but it was, you know, I believe to have come from Jimmy Johnson, all fame coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And that's what people like you or I used to say, well, this is what might take to move into this spot. Yes. It's not what other teams are. They're not pulling out the chart. Well, here, no, I'm sorry. Oh, your Jimmy Johnson chart was not good enough for us. Sorry, yeah, 20 no. points. We can't, we can't pull off that trade. No, you're, you're not doing all that math. And clearly the Carolina Panthers didn't when they trade for traded for one, but the bears at nine and they're talking about the bears stock, what Ryan pulls or whatever their GM and stockpiling picks. And they have to build out this team a little bit better, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And they've already traded with the Steelers. It's so convenient. They already did it. So let's have the Steelers give 17 and 32 to move up to nine to move up. Like, and the answer you know, is no. 17 and 49, I'd do it, but not 17 and 32. No, I'm not doing it for 32. I probably not. I didn't do the value on it, but I don't, I think 49 may have come out of that math, but I don't really want to yes, give that does. up. I don't, I don't want to give that up either, man. And, and to say this, so it was somebody on a podcast, much like our own. Of course, we have our ear to the ground. We have some friends or buddies, and usually the things that they can't put out there is because they can't corroborate it with a second source in order right. to be a responsible journalist and put it out there. So it's like a bug is in the ear, and now the feel, and some of it's just plain or shit. All right, uh, it'll be and it'll go up the bullshit pretty soon. Because Wait, that's two. Or, that, you did you threw oh, two. Oh, I know, the, but it's required. It's required for this because it stinks. Now somebody else, CBS Sports or something, said, "Oh, I could verify they talk. The Steelers have talked to thirty-one teams, more than likely. Yeah, <laughs> they, they just had GMs and owner meetings, everything like that, and they're like, "Yeah, what would it take to maybe move into there? What are you looking oh, to that, get for that? That's what it would take. They're yeah, not. Right. They're yeah. not calling on the spur of the moment. Like Steelers are now on the clock, and it's down to like nine minutes and fifteen seconds. And yeah, they're gonna they, know what they, their options happen, are. Yeah, yeah, they already have an idea of this is where they would be willing to move. This team is not moving from this spot because they have their eyes fixated on a specific player. They're not going to tell you who that is, but all these teams talk. So, yeah, they, I'm not saying that they didn't talk or this guy's information was bad, but it was just funny to me that it would be like myself saying this and then uh, you go and you heard it and you're running or Tina Rivers running Steel City Underground on the on the article side of things publishes an article with it, and then somebody else from one of the other Steelers sites, and all of a sudden it's like boom, like a big echo chamber, like this blast that just ripples across. And all of a sudden it's news, and everybody's like, "Oh look, they're gonna trade for nine. And I just I roll my eyes at this. The only ones they're not talking with is like moving up the one with the Panthers or something, but they might be talking about one of their other picks in the draft or Arizona, like somewhere. Hey, you know, third round and. They all know each other. They got to have each other on the speed dial and be able to do these things quickly. They've already got a general idea. They have a general idea what teams are interested in who also. They, this is all part of the science of doing this. So I just thought yeah. that that was so, – I just chuckled so much at that as everybody is tripping over themselves to be first to re report what was originally in a tweet and, and it's funny because the original guy was, I think his name was EJ Snyder and I'm not throwing any shade at him whatsoever. He actually pulled back on this because somebody said EJ, the insider. And he goes, no, I don't want any part of that breaking news stuff. And I'm like, what a refreshing take. That's the way I feel about it. That's why you don't hear like anything that you hear or hear. I'll be like, well, Mark Caballi tweeted out this or Adam Schefter did this. You know, it's somebody credible. Just follow them on Twitter and you don't have to follow like the Steelers. I don't know, Steelers zones and 
Steelers castle and all these other things that are out there. And I know it's like making fun of us in a certain point to, to this, but I like, I just retweet the other people. It's much easier than trying to sound like the expert, but anyways, that's, that's where it is when it comes to Steelers moving up this, that, the other thing, I don't, I don't want them to get rid of any of the top three picks in the, in the top 50. That's go. It's been since 1989, the Chuck, Chuck, one of Chuck Knowles final drafts that they've had three picks in the top 50. This is a golden opportunity for them to load up on some players. So you look at Brian Breesey, probably gone before 32. If they don't go at probably. 17, Massey Smith out of Michigan. He'll be there. I think and so. I don't, I don't, and I, no, I don't even. I, I, there's no way he's going that early. And they I met with them. Didn't they do? Didn't yeah. they do dinner with them? Like it yeah. seems. And Mike Tomlin likes the Big Ten guys, guys that have played in cold weather. Uh, six three, three twenty three. What's Cam weighing in at these days? I got um. I'm gonna look him up real quick because there's like just a, a certain build. It's kind of like the centers. The, the Steelers centers are usually like two ninety eight. <laughs> They're not quite yeah. tipping the scales at 300, you know, uh, cam is, uh, 295 and I'm going to say Okanjobi is right there too, 305. There you go. So I don't think they want a guy that's like 320. He's listed 63323. So he is a load. Um, Javon Hargrave. I'm just going to use this as a comp, by the way. Jay Wobble. Yeah, he wobbled. Well, you got the, the junk in the truck. He's a little shorter of a guy. 6'2, 6'2, 305. So if they go after somebody like Mazzy Smith, Mazzy Smith, they're going to expect Mazzy Smith to uh, just cut a little bit of weight there. Uh, Keanu Reeves, Benton from Wisconsin. Uh, there's another guy you could be looking at, uh, 6'4", yeah. 309. So pretty good pass rusher that should be um, maybe a day two. There's nobody putting first-round grades, I don't think, on him. See, I've seen Mazzy sneak into the first round. Breesy's so been in that talk, too. Breesy's so. definitely been in the first round. Uh, Clancy's been in the first round. Um, but, I mean, it's it, there's, you know, look, the, the D-line, the difference between Jalen Carter and everybody else is dramatic. Yeah, this isn't like Montez Sweat floating into the yeah. middle rounds to Washington a few years ago or right. Jordan Davis last year where it's a very it's a, it's it's not even a top heavy class. It's this guy and then there's a next tier that's, you know, three yeah. four dudes and you get the Siaki uh Ika Ika Yeah, Sakai or whatever his name is. <laughs> What's that Sakai. from? Sakai. Oh, oh, that was like an avatar quote, but I don't know. It could be. No, there's so oh, man. Um, oh, I was thinking of uh, the Grand Master and Sakar, um, Thor, oh. Thor Ragnarok with Jeff well, Goldblum. Go. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It could be. Eh, Not what I was. Little, that wasn't little, in my head, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah, that's what it was. Something like that. Um, uh, you start to get down here, like Kobe Turner from Wake Forest, uh, Moro Ojomo. Uh, Zach Pickens, uh, Gervon Dexter Sr. I believe this is a guy they did meet with with from Florida. Uh, 66310. Yes. Yeah. So that's a big dude. And, but it's not going to be nose tackle. And we do know one thing, though. We're, we're talking about a lot with the Eagles and the structure of the roster because Vandy Weidel coming over as the assistant GM. And we think he's kind of like, he's more the personnel guy. And Omar Khan is more the, you know, kind of the, analytical side the business side the number cruncher he probably has his own math chart in his head yeah. when it comes to these picks and 
the the Eagles like to have a lot of fresh bodies in that defensive front. They like to they sure they like to beef up the offensive line, the defensive line, and make sure they can cover in the secondary. And that's why I still think like if there's a top corner, that's why you're 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 shooting at. Put it this way: the reason we can't get like fixated on one position is because the Steelers are not only the Steelers. The good thing is is that they're position flexible. I think with the first pick. It's also a matter of these positions in certain cases, there's like one major guy at the top, but as each of these teams go and takes like their Will Levis, there's going to be, it's going to fall and it's going to fall. And maybe one of these big names is there at 17. So then you're really focusing in on 32, but I do think the front seven is going to be important here. I don't know if I should go through any other names. I, they'll, they'll grab a defensive lineman Looking. at some point in the draft. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't. I mean, but again, it, it all depends on how the boards fall, right? And how the picks fall. If the right guy's not there with the right value, maybe they don't. Um, I mean, they they do, you know, you have DeMarvin Leal, you've got, you know, some depth that you've picked up in free agency. You re-signed Ogunjobi. I know Cam is, is getting uh, to be a little longer in the tooth, even as, as it hurts my heart to say it. Um, but grown ass yeah. old man. Yeah, well, I won't know. say that to his face ever. No, he's <laughs> being sad. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's, it won't be surprising, but I think it has to be the right value, right? It has to be the right guy in the right spot for them to pull the trigger um, I like, I don't feel like defensive line is a desperate need, but at some point you have to start restocking, uh, the, the pantry, so to speak. And they may have started that. I was encouraged with what we saw out of Leal last year. They may have started that there. Um, but you know, you do have to get fresh bodies. So yeah, I won't be surprised if it happens. There is, um, there is a little bit of cap savings, but it's kind of like it's split really with Ogan Joby. Most of it, his cap number is lower this year. So it's spread out over the other two years. There really isn't a right. reason to move on from him uh, past this season and end up being 30 years old and 24 and 2025, 31. And just taking a look at that. It's the only reason I bring this up is, is like even the three year deal, sometimes it's you're only going to play two of the three, maybe even one of the three, depending on how they load and do this. It may as well be void years in some cases. It's cap number 13.2 next year. Only 4.9, though, for this upcoming season. That's nice. And then 13.2, yep. 10.5. But they're going to eat about 10 million of that total. Eh, it's almost 24 million there. Uh, over that, but still say 14. If they got a rookie that could play, you don't know. Cam could walk away after uh, this year. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to. I think he'll play out the remainder of his contract, which runs through. We also have it here. I'll blow that up a little bit bigger for the folks that are watching at home or on your mobile devices. I don't know where you're watching, actually. But uh, Cam, for this year, he ain't going nowhere. They're not going to cut him, but that's 16 mil in cap savings. And this comes from restructures and things like that. When he's done some, done some help, it's um, you know, is that retirement uh, on into retirement six point four, you know, thirty four, thirty five years of age. I'd hate to say it. I think he's got enough fire if he feels, unless there's some catastrophic injury or something. Knock on wood, like a 
play some Alu-Alu. But it's good to maybe at least preserve this guy from playing like a full 90% of the defensive what, snaps. You know, what's amazing to me about Cam Hayward is that he has he just consistently has been at a high level uh, for the last many years, right? And not just at a high level, but feel, almost feeling like he's gotten better and more dominant yeah. at times. Um, and so it is hard to say, oh, is he going to, is this the year he just disappears and drops off? Um, you know, he, he does a great job of keeping, of taking care of himself. He does the right things. Um, I, I won't be surprised if we get through this season and they, they offer him an extension of some kind, if he wants it, that might be another two years that again, pushes some of that 16 million out and, and things like that. Um, it's not going to be another big payday, but no. you know, they might, if he wants to play and he's still playing at the level he's been playing at, then why would you ever force him out? Yeah. And I mean, so you've got Hayward, you got Ogan Joby, you're set there. You've got either Adams, maybe Armand Watts, the other guy from the chargers that they signed at Braden, uh, Fajoko or Fajoko, yeah. uh, Renel Ren. Like, I'm sorry, but some of these guys, it's just, they're going to be barely on the roster. They're at that bottom part where you're going from like the inactives list type. And yeah. it's just, that's the bit, that's just the business of football. It's the devil, you know, and the devil, you don't, you could have a rookie that could just come in there and automatically be how many times that everybody complain that Steelers don't have depth. And we say, you can't have all-star depth. The only way you can have all-star depth is to have all-star starters. And then you're drafting guys that have all-star potential to spell them. That's the only way that ever works, you know? Yeah. So to Marvin Leal, I'm not poo-pooing on him at all. I love to Marvin Leal, but let's just face it. I don't think Adams is going to sit up, fill in for Ogan Joby. Uh, Chris Wormley, he's still floating around in space there too. And I don't think that's a callback either. I just uh, don't know where he, if he ends up anywhere, really. Uh, I didn't see him sign anywhere. Did you? I didn't. I did not. Uh, I will double check that to make sure I'm not talking out of my posterior here. Uh, it still says he's with the Steelers, but he's not with the Steelers. Uh, I believe <laughs> they, uh, somebody did not even update their um, Wikipedia entry here. Yeah, he's not under contract. His contract is expired. <laughs> so uh, he's not an expensive player by any means. So, uh, But just, uh, the, just naming those names, I mean, Leal, Leal may have promise. He may have been somebody that was a steal in the third round last year, but that's all you've got. And if yep. one of the other two guys, even just to spell them for a breath or they get dinged within the game and they might play next week, but their ribs. Oh, now you got to play 30, 30, 35 snaps. And Leal can't be out there the entire time. So now it's like, it's Fahoko or Watts or Wren or even Montrevious Adams. I, no, I'm sorry. It's just maybe louder milk, but I mean, you really, I think you're counting on him playing, punching up above where he was, you know, brought in the play at. So I oh, think, absolutely. I do think one of these it's, it might not be so exciting, but offensive line, defensive line, and then corner would be exciting. And it depends on what they get, but I think that's really kind of the, where they're headed. Although, although Brian, we got to talk about linebackers. I wasn't planning. Yes, we on, do. I wasn't planning on talking about edge guys. Cause if they bring, if they, if their plan is to have Dupree, there's no point. Like they could take a seventh rounder or something like that. But what about the inside? Like, how comfortable are we feeling with just Mark Robinson, really? Like, uh, you got a Landon Roberts. He's a thumper. He's a Vince Williams type. He's a Lawrence Timmons type. Maybe not even as athletic as Timmons. 
to be completely no, honest. Well, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no. or it was versatile at least. But you get the idea. You know what I mean? And um, and then uh, uh, Cole Holcomb, who's going to have the green dot, who's going to be the play caller in that. But Cole's on a three-year. Roberts is on a two-year. It just tells me that they could still bring Robinson along, but there's a spot, there's a hole there in this inside linebacker core for somebody that could come in. I'm not saying 17. I don't think there's, is there a first round inside linebacker in this class? Like a Tremaine no. Edmonds was no, there's no. not. No. And so I, I know Tina's going to love this. Oh yeah. Because I am, I am becoming more and more enamored with Jack Hamill. Um, and there is every chance that he won't be around at 49, but they could get him at 32. Um, but if you, if again, it's, it's, where's the value, right? Where's the value? If, if, if one of the tackles that you really like, you know, is going to be gone at 49, but this is the guy you think is the best value at 32, then that's where you go. Right. Um, but if they can find a way to get Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell is a Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker. And it has nothing to do with the mm -hmm. fact that he's been playing in black and gold for the last X years in Iowa. It's easy to see, though, with yeah, the block he numbers. Just and... <laughs> yeah, he just is. Um, I mean, I, I like Trenton Simpson. I like Dan Hensley. Um, there's a couple other guys I like that I can't Drew remember. Drew Sanders who. out of Arkansas. Drew Sanders I like. I almost, like him a lot. Almost interchangeably with Jack Camel. It's, yeah. it's really tough to say who would be the first off the board here. These guys. I've seen Drew Sanders get first-round grades in some people's drafts. Uh, I've seen him not be taken till the third round in some people's drafts. Uh, there is no, yeah, there's no Tremaine Edmonds in this draft. Let's just put it that way. There are guys that have skills. There are guys that are going to be good, solid, maybe even all pro level starters um, in the NFL in this draft, but there's not that clear cut. This is the dude, right? There's no Micah Parsons in this draft. There you go. And I don't even think anybody knew that Micah Parsons was going to be edge rusher Micah Parsons when they took right. him either, or else it might have went out a little differently. Yeah, Diane Henley um, from uh, Washington State, Jack Campbell out of Iowa, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. I think that's where I think those guys are all kind of muddle huddled together before you get down into like Dorian Williams, Tulane, Demarvin Overshone, Ivan Pierrot Pace Jr. Uh, Dorian, Dorian Williams, third round. Yeah. Right. If he's there, if you didn't pick somebody in, in the first couple rounds and he's there in the third, that's a guy they could look at. I don't know if they visited him to him. I haven't had enough time to pay attention to who they've talked to and who they haven't. Um, but yeah, he's not, he's not up in that, in those second round conversations. I don't know. No, think. no, no. And it's like pretty much like the, and by first round, we're probably talking late first round. I won't be surprised if none of them go in the first round. Well, I'm not going to say that necessarily because the Buffalo Bills, the day I don't think they replaced Tremaine Edmonds adequately. They still have Matt Milano up there too, but outside of that, I think they could use some linebacker help. I just said I won't be yeah. surprised. I yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah. it's oh, impossible. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. But... I didn't say there's no way in heck they're going in the first <laughs> round. No, no. I just won't be surprised if none of them go in the first round. Buffalo absolutely could take a, a linebacker to replace Tremaine Edmonds, and they might target Drew Sanders, and they might target Jack Campbell, right? Um, of the guys in this draft, 
if you want to have that comparison, those are the two guys that I, I'd give it to. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's not, they're not necessary. It's just not the same, right? It's just not, this is clearly a first round guy, um, in, in this draft. So I won't, they're going to go fast in the second though. Yeah. Well, it's because if the teams don't, if the teams that'll take it in the first, it's going to be like, uh, Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. The team that has a need and it's going to be a guy that they're going to pan. It's like, it's four picks from being in the second round. That's yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It's he's not going to be there when they come swing back around, uh, not you at know, all. No the chance. 28th yeah. pick or whatever of the second round when they're in the same exact spot. It's just not going to work that way. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that too. Like I was talking about that. I was making fun of that whole Browns thing, but in some of the scenarios there, I think it was the Rams or somebody like pretty much just gave me like a high third rounder to just move back four spots from 32 to like 36. Yeah. And I was like, I take that all day, every day. Yeah. Because you look at the, you look at this list I was just talking about. And one of these, if you don't grab one of these guys, they're going to be there around the top of the third, possibly too. Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a guarantee, but there's still, and you know, we still have corners and, and safeties to talk about on another show. And I think that pretty much does it by position. And then we're going to get into some mock draft insanity where we could show you all of this, but that'd be pretty, uh, that'd be pretty nifty stuff. There's going to, what's going to happen is you're going to have some team. They get the stop pick 31 or 32 or whatever it is, the end of the first round. And then the Steelers have that first pick of the second round the next day. And everyone's getting to sleep on it. People and they are going to call wait. And now they get to readjust their boards and do, and figure out who might take who, where and adjust the, the magnets and the little cards and the whiteboards and everything moves around. And so I think, it, I think it gets very, very interesting. And instead of the rapid fire that you have, with the first round and the fireworks and everything, I think it could be a very lively day two for Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. Absolutely. There's no question about it. They're going to get calls on day two at 32. There are people who are going to want 32 and are going to make offers for 32. Um, And, you know, it, it, from the Steelers standpoint, it's all going to be about is the guy we want there. And if he is, where where are you trying to move me to, and do I think he's going to be there then? It, it, but they're going to get calls. They're going to be on the phone from the end of the first round, right? When the maybe even before the end of the first round, people are going to start calling the Steelers and going, "What do we need to move to 32? What do we need to move to 32?" Because there's going to be people there that are very high valued picks. Yeah, and I was going to actually pull up. Uh, I was looking to see who had the (laughs) San Francisco has like all of these third round picks, but they don't have anything else ahead of that because, because of the Trey Lance trade, but like the Denver Broncos, for example, I have 67, 68 and uh, you got a couple of teams that have a few extras jets have 42, 43. There, there are some teams that have got some stuff here. They've got some capital to work with. And I think I can move around. The other thing I was going to say that was going to be, oh, I kind of lost. Oh, I was. I know we're not mocking the mock drafts, and but we'll get this one just because for Charles Davis, it, it, we already mentioned it, and I'm sure he's going to have another version of this by the time we get to mocking all the mock drafts. But I just wanted to show you. Uh, okay, so there's Nolan Smith. 
edge rusher Georgia. Maybe we'll talk about a few edge rushers just in case, but I just don't see him at 17 or 32. Um, no. I'm thinking Brian. Look, look, Will Anderson Jr. falls to 17, then they then they take him. The world, right? okay. hell is frozen over if that yes, happens. I'm sorry. Is he getting past three with the Arizona no. Cardinals or what, no, five or six not. with the Seahawks or even no. maybe even the Lions may even take a no dip. No way he's going to get out Dan of Campbell there. So Nolan Smith, hold on. So where they put him in this one? Uh, about there with the Seahawks at five. So Bryce Young, number one overall, Panthers, CJ Stroud, two, the Texans, Tyree Wilson. Ooh, there you go. Wilson with the Cardinals, three. Yep. Will Levis, thank you very much. Indianapolis Colts. Well, uh, Levi Anderson. Strauss, yeah. Yeah, Anderson goes pick five to Seahawks. Jalen Carter to the Lions. And that is where I think Jalen Carter goes. I don't think yeah. he gets past six. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Paris Johnson they have with the Raiders. Devin Witherspoon to the Falcons. Uh, Peter Skaronsky. Over to the Bears and then Luke Van Ness to the Eagles. This is, uh, once again, Charles Davis's mock draft. Uh, the reason I'm showing you this is to show you who comes after the Steelers picking and who's already off the board. So Anthony Richardson to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba paired up with Stroud with the Texans. Darnell Wright. There's a name we haven't talked about. We just don't. I don't that's, think we value that's them the same absurdly way. high for Darnell. Right? Yeah, to the Jets. And then the Patriots end up snagging the guy. Like you were saying, Porter Jr., Christian Gonzalez. Seems like it might, might be a Bill Belichick type move. Coach yep. NGM there. Dalton Kincaid, tight end to the Packers. Yeah. Add the weapons as Aaron Rodgers leaves. There you go. And the commanders take Joey Porter Jr., one pick before the Steelers, and he has Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. BJ and Robinson. There the you Detroit. go. This is why it's a dumb thing. Well, a lot of speculation with the Eagles losing Miles Sanders too. And a Robinson, no, 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 no. You think he's the it's first? Because rounder? of the next one that you showed. Oh, there it is. Project Jones is, is just sitting there at nineteen. That's the one I that's wanted to show. That's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. If, yeah. if Broderick Jones is on the ta- on the table and uh, they're not taking Nolan, whatever his name is. Yeah, Nolan Ryan. Uh, no. The 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 express. No, that's the guy. That guy plays fast. He's a pitcher. Nolan Ryan's the most ridiculous. Him and Tony Gwynn, the most ridiculous stats of any base. There's a lot of great baseball stats, and it's very much a numbers game. We talk about being a stats war with football, and it doesn't line up. It sure does with baseball. And Nolan Ryan is one of the great. So is Tony Gwynn, man. I love seeing those things. But anyways, uh, Deontay Banks shows up here now with the Seahawks with their next pick of the first round at 20. Chargers, Jordan Addison. And that was one that Flash was actually leading to was – well, he was talking about the Chargers taking a wide receiver. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Hendon Hooker. Oh, Hendon Hooker to the Ravens. Yeah, because the Ravens got to get desperate and go all in on a quarterback. And then Lamar Jackson just signed his tag anyways. Kalijah can't see to the Vikings. Oh, did he sign it? Uh, no, 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 he didn't. But oh. watch that be the case. Yeah, after after <laughs> some, they draft a guy. And then it's not a long-term deal, so they get the guy, next guy up to speed. Hey, 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 yeah. putting on the thinking cap. Miles Murphy, edge rusher to Jacksonville. Zay Flowers to the Giants. He's linked to a lot of first-round uh, picks. Michael Mayer over tight end from Notre Dame to the Cowboys. Brian Branch, Alabama uh, to the Buffalo Bills. Um and uh, they'll just add him into that mix. It actually says it right here. A Hyde Poyer show in Buffalo. That just rolls off the tongue. Bengals, Emmanuel Forbes. That would be an interesting pick for them. They I like Emmanuel corner. Forbes, but yeah. I don't, I, that's too high for him, I think. Uh, but I think he's still, like, is he around 49? No. I don't think it, so he, either. He'd be there at 32, probably. And that's sure. what we were talking about. Mazzy Smith, gone at 29. 
to the Saints. Um, yep. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from uh, the Volunteers, Tennessee, uh, at pick 30. Then the Chiefs uh, finished this out with Felix and Duque Uzoma, edge rusher, Kansas State. And that's just, um, you know, I think they need some uh, dudes there too. Everybody's yeah. going to be looking to get after the quarterback, but then it just shows you how many other guys we just mentioned might still be on the board just based on the mock draft. But it's like it's really all over the place. Not that it's unlike any other year, but it just seems like, seems like there's a lot of more mid guys than there are top levels. There, there really are. Positions. There yeah. are a lot. There. This is a draft, and, and it may feel that way because the talent pool is fairly deep in, a, in several positions, right? Um, but it's not as deep in some of the positions we are used to it being deep in, right? Wide receiver is one. There's like, there's in in my mind, there's Jackson Smith and Jigma and everybody else, right? I, I'm not going to disagree with that. And uh, that's not normally the case. Normally there's two, three, maybe even four guys that you're like, Oh. Well, even in that case, like even though he was hurt, Jamison Williams, right? Yeah, it was still he was there. But Jamison Williams, like, is another level over on top of like where Jackson Smith and Jigba would have been, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then there would be like three Jackson Smith and Jigbas. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it, it is. It's. I think it feels like there's a bunch of mid round guys or mid level guys because there just aren't as many stand out guys. And, and I don't know whether that's because most of these guys are actually just all really good, and it's it's hard to project them being one of them being that much yeah. you know, beyond. Um, but it does feel that way, right? I agree with what you're saying. It feels like there there is a very small elite crop, and then there's a bunch of guys that are going to be really good, really solid players, and you're not going to go wrong picking them, but they're not the elite. And, you know, at the end of the day, once, once we revisit this draft in five and six, seven years from now, we'll find out that all of the elite guys all sucked and the, the mid round guys were great. And there'll be some guy in the eighth, in the eighth round that doesn't exist. <laughs> the <eighth> round. <laughs> Mr. Super irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, irrelevant. Uh, some, some guy who got signed onto a practice squad and then came in and became like, you know, the king of the king of the May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, but the, you look back on some of these drafts and it's like, wow, only one of the top ten picks actually panned out to be anything that could very well bust out like this with the this quarterback class. I mean, we're the Ohio State uh, fans here, you know, the Ohio State University Buckeyes. CJ's going to be good. You think so? But there's still that yeah. stigma of Ohio State quarterbacks, my friend. He's not like those Ohio State quarterbacks of yeah. the past. Those guys were all running quarterbacks. Neither was Justin Fields. So just say, I know, I know. No, CJ's no, more Justin Fields was absolutely a running running quarterback. Yeah, yeah. CJ, yeah. CJ's got he's his accuracy is just sick. Yeah, he's. And, he's and got some touch, pool, man. He really does. He really does. He's got. I think he's going to be good. The, the The only problem with CJ that you could is the team that drafts him could ruin him, right? If he gets hammered, because he's not a big guy, right? If he gets hammered behind a bad offensive line, man, he could just get wrecked. Yeah, but, and and I've been bombing on uh, Will Levis, but Bryce Young is it like the Jalen Hurts effect well, yeah, or whatever? Bryce, Bryce Young. I, I'm scared he's going to get crunt, crumpled. Yeah, Anthony Richardson, or we saw. I know he like killed. He's, a little, like, every he's got a little bit more oomph 
He's well, we'll Levi, Levi, well, Levi Strauss is just going to get hammered all the time because he's going to he wants to be a weightlifter and a bodybuilder guy. And he's like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm I'm this guy. And <laughs> can you do that be- again? Whoa, whoa, me, oh, me, Will Levis. <laughs> he lift weight. Be big, big, strong guy. Gonna be ripped. Show you my my muscles on the beach. Um, and he's gonna get stiff. He's not gonna be able to move, right? And gonna <laughs> be like, gonna get crutch. That's great. It almost reminds me of the Saturday Night Live bit. What was that? Hans and Franz. We will pump you up. Uh, we will pump you up. <laughs> but but once you get through those names i just mentioned down to richardson then it kind of just goes we're talking about whether there's four or five um i think i told zach uh four first round quarterbacks but you don't know if what did i say i don't know did you did you say four or five tanner mckee hennon hooker, hooker uh and then I you think I said, and I then said after that i mean it really dumb yeah, then it really gets beyond that. Like, are you draw? Are you getting it? Are are you are you jumping for joy for Stetson Bennett? <laughs> like, no, I I've, like, I drafted Stetson Bennett in the seventh round like seven times, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and see, that's the whole thing. Like, people will be like, "Why are you so against it?" Because it's like it's the different levels of value and the, the way you place it on guys. You know, I'm not against it's, Stetson it's, it's Bennett. A, I'm just against him being uh, a pick that matters. <laughs> So what you're saying is you would like Mac another chance at Matt Corral or Sam Howell. No, no, I don't want either one of them either. And Matt Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. No Doughboys. No Doughboy. No Doughboy. No Doughboy. No no uh, but I mean, that pretty much like, but that, the reason we're saying that is, is like there's Isn't those that, four picks. But that's, there you go. You went from Mac Jones Doughboy to Will Levi Strauss, like Adonis boy. And I am like, not like this guy. Yes, I am no dull boy. <laughs> I, I am built. <laughs> I have won five Mr. Olympias. <laughs> Look, I'm, I apologize to everybody. It's very late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be watching this. Like it's it's so late enough that it'll be a morning when they finally do get to see this cut in. But it's just the point of okay, the quarterback class. There, people will be desperate enough. And there's enough names that jail slide in. And there'll be some, but running back. There's what. BJ and Robinson, and that's yeah, it. And that's right? it. That's it. And then, I mean, basically, anybody else some is tight ends. way off the mark. There's some tight ends, but do people value tight end ends. that high? Did they? Did they? Did, did, is Man, this Kyle the, Pitts type territory? Like that I, I don't last know. draft you had had two tight ends going in the first round. When's the last time two tight ends? I don't know. I can't say that they're. I'm like, I'm sure it's happening, and it's probably happened. Like it probably happened last year, and I just didn't pay attention. But uh, no, <laughs> I can't even tell you who the tight ends were that were drafted last year. That's a that's well, a, you know what we're gonna find out. There were usually it tells you there were 19 tight ends that were taken in the 2022 NFL draft, and we will find. Oh, of course, don't type te as your uh, <laughs> filter to go searching for it. But uh, let's not do that. Let's do it this way. Uh, we know what else we didn't mention though in this whole like uh, this whole thing. And I know we didn't get in the secondary. That's like the real last thing to touch. No, but the mock draft. If, if we touch that, if we touch that before Zach is on, he'll be no, mad. Yeah, at me. In fact, it was going to be me and Zach doing that before we talked about this. But I, yeah. I wouldn't dis, I wouldn't do him dirty like that. So um, we didn't talk about any interior offensive linemen, like in that mock draft or even really otherwise. 
as potentially going in the first round. Exactly. Uh, you, unless you unless you think Skarinski is an interior guy, there isn't an interior guy to talk about in the first round. Yes, that's correct. And uh, most people do believe that Skarinski will be there. What am I looking for, Brian? I am looking for. You're trying to I'm find out how many tight ends. tight ends were drafted in the I know. first round well, last I, year. Uh, none. Trey McBride went 55 overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Jelani there Woods was the third in the third round with Greg uh, Dulcich uh, and Jeremy Ruckert. Those were your three, and everybody yeah. else was fourth round and beyond. So it's uh, that didn't really happen. Now, of course, we know Fryermuth went. Ooh, how high did Fryermuth go? Was that second, like, was second, well, was second round? No, he was a second rounder, but I'm trying to yeah. think what his actual, they didn't have a pick. I don't even think as high as 49 at that point. And oh, there's a great name throwback from mock drafts past, but he was 55. So I was right. So just Kyle Pitts fourth overall, Pat Fryermuth 55. And then you have Hunter Long. Dolphins 81, Tommy Tremble. I like Tommy Tremble. I still do. 80, 83 to the Panthers and pick 97 compensatory Trey McKitty out of Georgia. That's my throwback name there uh, when it comes to the tight ends. And you know what? I will just do everyone a solid and go back even just one more because I'm that kind of guy. It just takes me a second. I've got I got the power. I got the, uh, I got the touch here. No first rounder in 2020 either. Cole Komet was the first one off the board. Pick 43 to the Bears. And then it's, you had a, a handful of third rounders, uh, Devin Asai. Uh, As I don't even know how to say his name. Is he still in the league? To the Patriots, Aziazi, Aziazi, Josiah Dickwara to the Packers. Like Dal- Dalton Keene again to the Patriots. They t- they took two tight ends at ninety one and one hundred one. And then draft, what draft year did Dallas Goddard get picked? Uh, that's a great question, Adam Troutman. From the University of Dayton, like the first Dayton guy that got drafted in like 20, 30 years, went to the Saints at pick 105. Dallas Goddard. Wow. Okay, let's throw it back because that's like one of your last what? Like real – you may even have to go back to the Ravens uh, taking Hunter Henry. Mark, Yeah, Hunter Henry, yeah. Mark yeah. Andrews, those guys. Yeah, well, Andrews was a third rounder too. So yeah. That's, uh, oh, yeah, good point, yeah. 20, 2018, second round pick 49 for Dallas Goddard. So it's like – those will start at least letting other guys um, tr- trickle down to the Steelers pick 49 and into the third round, maybe as, yeah. as some of the tight ends end up going. Cause it's really, although this is a better tight end class, you might get a couple of second rounders in this one. I think, well, I mean, you may get one that slides up into the first round, but, but again, it's just doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Um, and to have two, forget it. There's not going to be two tight ends drafted in the first round. If there are, I am not going to run around naked in my neighborhood because I don't care that much, but I'd be, I'm just, I'll just say, I'll be surprised on draft night. I'll go, wow. Two tight ends were wow. taken in the first round. I, I, it's, it's, I envisioned the whole naked really running. Amazing. Yeah. No, no, uh, two, two. Stop, stop that. Don't be thinking about me naked. Listen, I don't like listen, that. Listen, listen to this pick 25 Baltimore Ravens first round of the 2018 draft. Aiden Hurst. And then Mike Isaki goes at 42 before Goddard goes at 49 and Andrews goes at 86. That's uh, and then you just have Jordan uh, Atkins uh, 98 to the Texans third round. And then that's the cutoff, but you got like Ian Thomas, Will Disley, Durham Smythe, Dalton Schultz. Ooh, Troy Fumagalli from Wisconsin. Um, Forgot about him. Tyler Conklin. Like there's a handful of dudes that went like, you know, fourth, fifth round here. That Look, just remind everybody when, when did Kittle go? 
Kittle was fourth it was, round. Yeah, it was like it was it was late. I mean, I know that uh, Zach was losing his mind. Uh, and and former contributor Eric Kerman that was here yeah. as well lost his mind. Yeah, fifth round, pick one forty six. That was one. If you're ever going to nail one, that was the draft where Mitchell Trubisky goes second overall. I'll <laughs> do it but for all man, of us here. Say, which would be better, the Bears picking Mitch Trubisky or move George Kittle up to the second pick? That would have maybe been a, a healthy George Kittle would have been better there. OJ yes. Howard went Here's your draft. This is the one you're looking for right here is 2017, just a year earlier. This may have ruined tight ends for the NFL draft in much the same way. Running backs have been pretty much um, just ruined as well. And I got to get over saying ruined versus ruined. Uh, pick 19, Tampa Bay, OJ Howard, 23, New York Giants, Evan Ingram, who Finally did some stuff this year with the Jags. Uh, and pick 29, David Njoku, who was all linked up to the Steelers. Don't forget, Gerald Everett, second rounder, Adam Shaheen. That's a rest in peace there. John oh, Smith. I, I liked Adam Shaheen, I too, did, too. Man. He was a monster. Um, but Gliak, Gliak, Division Two, Ashland in the middle of Ohio. That's like around the, um, uh, the, the, the Mansfield, the Reformatory, the Shawshank Prison. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's nothing else there uh, when it comes to that college. That place is probably dry as a bone. And, <laughs> uh, did I say John L. Smith and then uh, Michael Roberts, Jake Butt, George Kittle? I mean, that's uh, that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, there's uh, I love seeing some of these names and looking back on that, but that's really the last time where you had a lot of them go. And you know what? I'm here for it. If anyone thinks that there's that many value guys, there, go grab them up and take them before 17. Sure, take them years. before 17. Yep, that's there won't there won't be there won't be a tight end taken before 17. A run on tight ends, just like fantasy drafts. Yeah, come on, let it happen. Let it happen. Come on, don't you want Travis Kelsey in your half point PPR league? <laughs> first round pick <laughs> although you he put up I, some he did put up wide receiver numbers though I'll you, I'll do you, you realize you're talking about fantasy football and i don't understand anything you're saying yeah you know what that's okay we have uh gambling sponsors <laughs> and we don't know what we're talking about half the time either like I, I don't do enough of i got friends that are betting on par on four-leg parlays for like uh Concacaf champions that league sounds, soccer sounds something. like they're betting on a dog yeah i've seen people bet i i used Four to leg. Be... what's what else is well, a horse i guess a horse is a horse of course of course yeah that's mr ed <laughs> his name is mr ed anyways my friend thanks for chilling with us we are i, up I, 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 I gotta go to bed we got some we got some quality <laughs> stuff that's what i said man it's like usually we don't talk about like hey we just did this at night or whatever man this is not going up in the middle of the wee hours of the morning because even though we love you west coast folks and maybe some of our friends across the pond um we all need some sleep <laughs> yeah but we I'm had to tired. make sure we're, we're getting up against like, it not only with this show but with the nfl draft the nfl draft yeah, we gotta right save here. our energy to do our live draft night shows yeah yeah well let's talk about what's coming up as far as our program we got we got the secondary we're going to close out with that right maybe we'll do a show on specialist brian because you just never know when they might draft a long snapper and no. then uh we're not going to do that we're going to mock That's, more mock drafts yeah we're going to mock more mock drafts. We may have our own mock drafts. We'll definitely have a mock draft insanity. And maybe we'll even just give you a short informative show on what the Steelers got and what we think they're going to do. Maybe that's all in the same thing. I don't know. I hadn't planned this out. I just know what I could picture. I could vision. I got the vision. It's like, we're right there where I could see the finish line. It is all here. Right. It, I got important questions to ask you. Though. Yeah. Okay. 
Go for it. So are we going to be live on draft night? That's the plan, my friend. Whether or not there's two right. or three of us is the um, the major question. Right. There's some Next logistical things two. to do. That's Thursday. So draft night one, Thursday night. We, so mark it down. At least one, at least two. I will. I will be here. I will be here unless you don't invite me, which would be rude. But <laughs> I no, will be oh here. No, no, you're always you're you're a, you're a priority guest here on, on the, the Steel on the, City on, this, on the on the. Uh, thing whatever the underground yeah. podcast <laughs> that thing yeah that, that's that thing. no you're not even a that's guest you're a co-host. co-host you're a co-host i'm a co-host too i don't like yeah. just being called host it's just not it's not fair the only reason it's like i'm on every one of these things sometimes i don't want to be i'll be honest i'm like i get dragged down i'm just like man i'm tired but it's like it's, it's got, not all your fault you yeah, know it's know. my fault too i used to do solo shows i used to do my own i still have time um and we'll, you have to we'll set, you joe's gonna set me up with some fancy schmancy software stuff Yes. And then maybe I'll do my own. But uh, all right. So then Friday night, we going live again. I think I think live two nights. I think yeah. we'll go back to back. And then, then and then a recap show to to tie it all together. That isn't live. And that probably happens after the weekend. And yeah, Sunday. Because they, because they don't right now they don't have fifth or sixth round picks unless there's something really yeah. stupid exciting to go on. Like what are we gonna talk about? They Rasola Dokin like part two you know what i mean it's just yeah i'm not feeling it but that's a little bit of programming notes for our two percenters where you can you look go. for us so it's i'm trying not to have us be into the one we'll get back to the one a week thing probably in june here or there before we start banging out more shows closer to the training camp and then you before before you know it you're gonna be out there you know sitting out there uh last year i took an umbrella tell you what an umbrella game changing piece of equipment my friend golf umbrella you can get one for five or six bucks at the Home Depot. It's also the Home Depot, by the way. Not just Home Depot. It's the Home do, Depot. Do you know where I was last year during training camp? You weren't in Latrobe. I was on top of a mountain in Oregon. Oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> you were climbing. He's base jumping. He's doing all kinds of crazy. I did uh, not do any base jumping. Don't say that. My wife will think I did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy enough and she'll believe it. But... Yeah, man. It's like, I know I'm already talking about camp. It's where I'm already thinking is it's like, I want to see these players. I don't even know who they're drafting yet, but I want to see them and get excited to see them. But whether it's, it always rains. So to have an umbrella for the rain, but to also have it to shade you from the, from the sun. Yes. That's, that's the one that I think is big. Game, game changer. Sun, the sun is my enemy. The sun uh, is both of our enemies. I'm too much of a light complexion myself, man. I was out Just Easter. Look at the two of us in the screen. Look at the side by us. I'm the whitest white man ever. I have no hair, okay? But I'm bald. And I go out for Easter egg hunting with the little kid with the, you know, okay, so she's nine. She's at the tail end of doing this. But I go out and my head gets a little bit of sun, okay? I was down at Disney a month and month and a half ago, but I wore hats the entire time because I'm smart. I did not wear a hat on Sunday. The Easter egg hunt, 11,000 real eggs that were boiled for this Easter egg hunt. That and, sounds very smelly. Um, it, I don't know if it's smelly or not. Maybe after you eat them and process them, but it's insane. But I was out there and I got, my, my scalp got burnt. Like I wasn't even out there like maybe an hour. And it's just like, this is just so unfair. So and then my lips are feeling it right now. You see me constantly doing this tonight and, uh, you know, rubbing up and playing and touching my face and stuff. I don't have a conniption fit. I don't have a twitch. I'm not on the sauce or anything like that. So just chapped lips, heads itchy because I'm peeling. Do you watch, do you watch <laughs> that Hot Ones show? No, I haven't. 
You need to watch that Hot Ones show, man. Watch the Hot Ones show. I'm gonna. I gotta get back on Ted Lasso. That's where I'm headed next. No, no, Hot Ones is a YouTube show. Watch the YouTube show. Watch the Hot Ones show. Um, I gotta do. I gotta do Ted Lasso, man. You do. You're, I, you're, I, 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 you probably don't. You're not I, into I don't, that I don't, other football. Do, I don't do that Apple TV stuff, and I don't like. I, I watched one episode of Ted Lasso. Oh. I thought I thought it was interesting, and maybe I would have watched more. But it was on Apple TV, and I don't, I don't like Apple. That's they annoy me. Head at you. Yeah, shake, shake my head. I don't well, like Apple. What do you want from me? Well, thank you, one percenters for <laughs> <laughs> half percenters. <laughs> yes. All right, yeah, we. So we're just, you know what? You know, nobody's gonna hear that because we're just gonna cut the whole end of this off. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna leave it in there. I'll leave it in there because some people, you know what? Uh, so somebody unfortunately has left their phone in the other room. They got the AirPods in, the wireless like, headphones. Oh my God! Like, tell these people I to shut up. I can't shut this off. What in the <laughs> oh hell God. is going on here? When is the show going to be over? It's not. We have <laughs> da, 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 bonus content because we got to know what Brian's T-shirt says before we go. It says, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, that's like it's TLDR." Too long, didn't read. In order to insult me, I must first value your opinion. Nice try, though. You wear that on Zoom calls a lot? <laughs> Next show, I'm going to wear the one that says I'm silently correcting your grammar. And <laughs> the family members I talked about that use the Yinzer Pittsburghese slang. My uncle. God, I love him to death. If he so happens, he won't be. He does listen to the Ohio State podcast. I turned him on to podcast, but he's a Browns fan. He's the one I always talk about as being like a second father. He was offended by my t-shirt. I think he knew I wore it for him. And you know what? Sorry, uncle. I did. <laughs> Until next time, folks, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Leave her rating, her review. I lost my voice. Brian, don't don't, leave, don't leave it on this last part of this show, though. Do, do it on the first part of this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just did whatever. The thumbs up and everything else that you could do. All the YouTubers, all the cool YouTubers ask everybody to do that. So I'm trying to get into the cool crowd here. My name's Joe Kuzma. Probably won't ever be as cool as those folks. Nor will this guy, Mr. Brian E. Roach. But thanks for joining us anyways. And until next time, we encourage all of our viewers and listeners out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.